everyone and welcome back to Yellow Bee Pod. My name is Natalie Chung. I'm a British-born Chinese woman based in London and this podcast is all about East and Southeast Asian diaspora. So I'm talking about how your ethnic identity might relate to your culture, might relate to your family and all sorts. Today's episode is about dating, specifically dating apps. So how have you all been? Hope you've all been good. We have another long weekend here in England, another national holiday, and it feels a bit useless because we're not really doing anything different when we have these bank holidays, but still enjoying it. Weather's good, everyone's happy, I think. I've had such great reception to the last episode, like people are right, Asian people really do love food and I love that, I love that sense of community. Food really does bring people together. So the last episode was all about Malaysian food and I had guests on from Macan, Malaysia. Kat and Sue has so much energy and I really enjoyed hearing people's great feedback from that episode. If you haven't checked it out, open your app right now and download episode 5 so you can listen to it later. Speaking of Malaysia, has anyone seen that post on um, Humans of New York? If you've seen it, then you know which one I mean. If you haven't, um, so the Humans of New York page, they, uh, they're massive. They always do like interviews and photos with people who are sharing usually pretty personal stories. And it's pretty iconic now and has spun off onto loads of similar social media pages doing it for loads of different communities. And they're based in New York because that's where it started. But they, they actually have traveled to other places to sort of get profiles and stories from other people. And they're usually pretty touching, like pretty personal and emotional stories. But obviously now with social distancing, they're not really collecting interviews by going out to public areas and meeting people on the street. But they have opened it up for people to send in their own stories. And one of the stories that they've published during this pandemic time is a story of a woman who... I'm going to put the link below because I don't want to mistell her story because it is absolutely incredible. So basically, if you go onto the Humans of New York Instagram or whatever page and you scroll down, there's a picture of a... There's like one Asian woman (laughs) among many other ethnicities. And then, so yeah, her story basically was that she never knew her father growing up and her mum raised her as a single mother. And then then she found out that her biological father is someone very, very high up (laughs) in the Malaysian royal family. I mean, I just couldn't believe that was a real story. And I'm sure like people in Malaysia might have had some idea that this might be the case. But the fact that she's come out and told this story like on her own terms is amazing. And it's kind of nuts because it's basically the plot line of The Princess Diaries. For everyone who grew up with that movie, like me, Anne Hathaway is just a normal nerdy teenager and then she finds out that she is actually part of a royal family. It's literally the same story, except this real life woman who was featured on Humans of New York doesn't find out she's the princess of Genovia, yet she never actually gets properly taken into the royal family or she, yeah, she, she doesn't get recognised as a princess or doesn't become a royal. And it's just absolutely nuts to think that she's just come out and told this story on a massive platform. So loads of people around the world are talking about it now, you know, and for the last few weeks since it has come out as well. And yeah, I just can't even fathom what that means. If you're a Malaysian, can you tell me, are the press in Malaysia talking about this? Or is it like swept under the rug? Is it like not recognised? And I don't want it to seem like I'm saying anything bad about Malaysia. Like, we all know, or let's just say, that there's lots of countries where some of the men in high power have illegitimate children that they don't publicly claim or recognise. So, yeah, it was just a bit of a mad story. So go check it out if you haven't seen it already. What else have I been doing? 
I finished a book called Pretending by Holly Bourne. If anyone else has read it, I would love to have like a chat, a book club chat about it. Um, it was really good. Actually, it was a great lockdown story. And I've been watching the An Asian Americans documentary, which has come out from the US. It's literally just called Asian Americans. But if you Google Asian Americans PBS, you'll be able to find it. And um, so it's a five hour sort of historical documentary about um, different Asian American populations who immigrated to the US for various reasons over the years. And this month is May is Asian and Pacific Islander American History Month. I think I think I got that right. Yeah, basically a whole month dedicated to both Asian American and Pacific Islander sort of history. And it's really amazing. I wish we had something like that here in the UK. Do we? It doesn't have to be a whole month. I mean, I'll take a week, a day. No, it'd be nice to have an excuse to celebrate. But the documentary was really, really good and it basically made me realise, I mean I've had this realisation a few times, but I realised it again while I was watching this documentary, that I basically know nothing about Asian diaspora. But you know, I was watching it, I was trying to learn. But yeah, it was so, 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 so interesting and I was finding out a lot about things that I've only heard mentioned, like in passing, so things like the Rodney King riots in um, the Koreatown in LA or things like the Chinese Exclusion Act and how um, Japanese Americans might have, I think they were imprisoned during World War Two. Like all of this stuff I just hear like mentioned every so often, but it was great to like learn a little bit more about it. And actually, if they had longer, I bet they could have covered way more stories and in way more detail. Like, there were so many stories in there that should be made into movies. It was super, super amazing. And so, yeah, definitely check it out. And it's cool to think of, even though the term Asian American is, like, relatively recent, there's so much history of different Asian populations across the US. Definitely watch it. If you can't find it, I have a hookup on YouTube. So slide into my DMs on Twitter or Instagram and I can I can send that to you. Sharing's caring. Relating to the episode I did on COVID-19 related racism, I mentioned that there are quite a few hashtags and different campaigns that you can follow along with. I saw that there's a new one this week, which is hashtag take out hate, as in like take out food, like take away food, but take out hate. And because apparently, this is what they said, in, in the US, Chinese restaurants are closing at twice the rate of other restaurants. Like damn, because they're saying that like people are avoiding eating at Asian restaurants because of coronavirus. And obviously a lot of independent businesses and especially like restaurants, they have lost basically all of their income and customers and they aren't able to work in the normal way. So a lot of them are really struggling, but Chinese restaurants are struggling even more so than average just because of, I don't know, like what do people think that they're going to get sick from eating Asian food? I don't know. Is that happening here? Like, are you eating Chinese takeaways any more or less now? Hopefully we can all support our Asian, not just food businesses, but all businesses, not just during lockdown, but also moving forwards. Right, so coming on to this episode, episode six, all about dating app. It seems like people were excited for an episode, me talking about dating. And to be honest, I was a bit unsure about how to approach this topic on a public forum like this, because even when I do public speaking normally, it's all professional. Like dating is not a topic that would come up. So whether I might be doing like a presentation or a talk in my day job or a side hustle gig or like for volunteer work, it would never come up. Dating is just not a topic that would come up. Um, But it is a big part of my life. I would be lying if I said it wasn't. I mean, it is. I'm a single woman and I go on dates and, and my ethnicity does come into it as well. So I think it's important to talk about 
my ethnicity actually has like a, a big effect on it. I, I wouldn't even know where to start. But yeah, today's episode is specifically about dating apps. Dating apps is probably the most common way I meet people. And actually not just me, everyone in my whole friend circle. If we were looking to meet someone for a date, that would be, yeah, it's definitely the first place that we would go. We wouldn't go to a bar or even like asking friends of friends or family friends or, I don't know, where do people meet people? Through a hobby? Through a extracurricular activity? I don't know, what do you call it when you're an adult? Like a sports thing or a music thing or a special interest? I don't know, where do people even meet people? I don't know. They meet people on dating apps anyway. Anyway, that's yeah that's it that's that's why that's the first place I would go so ahead of this episode I was brainstorming and I started listing all the different dating apps I've ever heard of and that I've ever downloaded and holy moly there is a lot if I'm honest there is quite a few <laughs> dating apps that I've downloaded and set up a profile on over the years um, not just the OG dating apps but those are like smaller ones as well which we'll get into in this episode um and I was thinking like oh damn is this is this like a bit embarrassing to share? Does it make me seem a bit desperate that I have such expertise <laughs> across all of these apps? Um, I had to catch myself. It's not embarrassing. I'm not on app for an embarrassing reason. And if anything, I should swivel it around and say that, you know what? It's not embarrassing. It's empowering. It's empowering that I took my dating life into my own hands and I felt empowered and I could go on all of these apps. They're there for a reason. They're there to be used. So yeah, here I am taking my dating life into my own hands. What an epic adventure. Definitely lots of stories there that I could share. And yeah, dating apps is just a normal part of life now. It is empowering, but having said that, if you're a potential future employer or like my future husband, please don't listen to this if you're going to judge me. If you're not going to judge me, then it's fine. You can stay, but um, yeah, there's your warning. <laughs> so hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Before I forget, I'm, I'm joined by my mate Kelvin in this episode, so it's good to get like a heterosexual male perspective as well. Um, I'll let him introduce himself. <laughs> if you like this episode, please screenshot it and share it on your story. It's a fun topic, so go ahead, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram story, share it with your friends, tell us that you are listening and tag us. Don't forget to tag us at yellowbeepod. You can find us, that's the same handle on Twitter and Instagram. Or you can email me. Um, actually, please email me any dating experiences that you would like to share. I would love to hear them and uh, have a chat with you as well. Let's go ahead and let's enjoy this episode with all my dating app experience and expertise. I've really been looking forward to recording this episode and I'm really glad that I'm doing it with Kelvin because we always talk about dating apps. Um, Kelvin, why don't you say a little bit about yourself before we get into it? Do we always talk about dating apps? Yeah, okay. Um, hello, how are you going? My name is Kelvin. A bit about myself is, yeah, I currently live in London um, and that's where I met Natalie. Um, we used to be ex-co-workers. I started thinking like, oh, we used to talk about dating apps a lot at work. <laughs> that probably doesn't sound very appropriate. <laughs> no, it's fine. We can say that. <laughs> I was born in Hong Kong, so clearly got Asian parents. Uh, when I was six, I moved to Australia. That's probably where I got the accent from. You know, moved back and forth, Australia and Hong Kong. Grew up mainly in Australia through high school and uni in Brisbane. We've got the best weather there. <laughs> So why and... did you move to London? <laughs> and after working in Australia for a year, I worked in Hong Kong for a couple of years, and then now I've moved to London. So I've been here for, been in London for four and a half years now, actually. So you moved to London for a job, and that was actually, we started our jobs around the same time. So for me, it was my first job out of graduation. 
And yeah, we were working together for a couple of years, but now we're like real friends. We're not just colleagues. We've like elevated <laughs> our friendships to like real life proper friends. And neither yeah. of us work at that company anymore. Yeah, I think I think we became closer and became real friends after we quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and a big part of our conversations is talking about dating apps. You can't deny that. So I think you're the perfect person to record this episode with. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for having me. I'm sure you're a really interesting person, but let's get into the, the juicy, yep. juicy, juicy topics. Um, people want to hear about the different dating apps. And I think this is important to talk about because it is a big part of our lives. I know that sounds pretty sad to say, but it's just a part of life now. And we're both single. We've both been single for a little while now, right? Yep, that's correct. <laughs> Can you remember when dating apps first became a big thing? Um, it must have been around... I, I knew there was online dating, but it, a lot of them used to be um, on websites and not actual applications. Right, yeah. I think there is a big difference as well. I just heard I just heard from people, yeah, didn't really use any dating apps until recently, actually. Yeah. Nowadays, you know, we're all adults now. But I started using Tinder when I was at uni, so it came out while I was still studying, and... It, well, obviously, you would meet people through, like, friends of friends, uni groups, societies, and also, like, parties and stuff. But Tinder was also part of that. Hang on a minute. Get, let's go back. When, when did you do uni? I was at uni from... <laughs> what um, year was that? Well, I probably joined Tinder in, like, 2013, 2014, maybe. I, can't, I have no idea how I heard about it. I have no. I can't remember downloading it. Like, everyone, everyone was on it. And actually, it was a really good way to meet people that were like friends of friends because I think in like a uni environment you would link it to your Facebook so it would import all your Facebook contacts and you'll be able to see any mutual connections and because I was there at uni and I sort Mm -hmm. of set that sort of age preference age bracket like pretty much everyone who came up Mm -hmm. you would have a mutual friend with them so it was kind of a fun way to meet people I do remember that there were the like older online dating apps like no the websites okcupid and match.com um, they, well, they're still around, aren't they? But in my head, they're more for like older people. And then everyone like writes on their profile, like, I like long walks on the beach. And I'm looking for someone with a great sense of humour, like typical, typical lines that you would hear in a dating profile. And I think there's a bit of a stigma. Is there is there an option with Tinder to like block your contacts or something? I think there's some apps that you can, instead of seeing um, your contacts, you can just like avoid them. So people oh, can't really? see you. I feel like that would be quite good, actually. Although it's a bit suspicious because I feel like a lot of people would just use that to cheat on their partners. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard of that before. Yeah, it's like if I if I don't want to see my mate, or if, like if I don't want to see my sister or something, then you know it makes sense. If I if I already have that person on my contact list, then I'd rather not see them on the, the dating app. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, that's true. No, I haven't heard of that feature, but I definitely remember when I was first on Tinder, like swiping and being able to see like people who were like, effectively friends of friends. That was like my favorite part of it. Yeah, and I feel I feel like Tinder is all about like is basically the OG version of the dating apps, isn't it? Is that one of the first ones? Definitely, yeah, OG. And they they have that swiping format, so like right for someone that you like, and swipe left for someone that you don't want to match with, and that's sort of it's kind of mm-hmm. like iconic now like we use that lingo even when we're not on yeah. the app and then that feature is also present on like other even non-dating apps now like the swipe left mm-hmm. swipe right yeah a lot, a lot of other apps copy copy the formatting as well hey yeah i think so 
And even though I was on Tinder like all the time, I think the swiping is like super addictive because you just like have fun because you're not actually speaking to any of them at that first stage. You're just like looking at their first picture. Maybe you'll look at their other pictures and if they've written anything in their bio. But you just like swiping. It's really, really addictive. But I don't actually think like out of all the people that I've ever like swiped right and matched with, how many of them have I even spoken to, let alone met up with? I mean, it's probably less than 1%. <laughs> yeah, I think it's um, different. I heard, uh, not not from my personal experience, but I heard for guys and girls it's a bit different because girls might um, actually look at the profile, you know, pick up on any like, cheesy pickup lines. Tinder's all about the cheesy pickup lines, right? Um, and then for guys, typically they think it's a numbers game, so... I've heard like some people are like watching TV, not even looking at the phones, and just keep swiping right. Oh yeah. Back then, they didn't have a limit as to how many people you can swipe right on. I've definitely heard of guys who say that it's just a numbers game, and they just they don't even care about what girls that the what the girls' profiles look like, but they just want to swipe right, and then it, the ones that they match with, then they might actually go and check out like her pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's so fucked. I hate hearing how guys like pick up just, women. Just match with them first. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they say hi, then you can decide whether you talk to <laughs> Yeah, so Tinder's definitely the OG, but I don't think it's that popular now. I think it's popular in that it has a lot of people on it. Mm-hmm. But then it also has like a negative stigma where it's just known for being like like for easy hookups or Yeah. Hookups. I don't know how they got yeah. that reputation, but yeah, it's definitely... I wouldn't even call it a dating app now. I would I would just say it's just for hookups. So the question is, do you have Tinder? Do you use Tinder now? I don't currently have Tinder on my phone, no. <laughs> I did have it, like, a few weeks ago, but um, I just thought... I just never really used it. I had a profile, but I just never never really touched it or used it, so... Yeah, I was, I'm always the same with these dating I deleted apps. it. I'm just looking at my phone now. I actually do have Tinder on my phone. I think I downloaded it near the start of this COVID-19 lockdown... They have this feature which they added like a couple of years ago, which was really amazing, where you could change your location. So normally you're looking at people with on a certain mile diameter from where you are. But now then they have this new feature called passports, where you can select another location to so like a different city. I have some friends who have used this when they are like when they're planning on traveling somewhere. So they'll set yeah. their location mm-hmm. to that city so that they can meet some women before they <laughs> actually arrive. before they even get there yeah, yeah. and no, normally it's a, yeah normally it's a feature that you pay for but at the start of lockdown they made it free because no one's really supposed to be meeting up with oh, each other so they wanted people right. to use the app to, and i downloaded it because of that because i was like wow that's so cool that we could just like chat to people mm. from anywhere in the world i haven't actually used it but maybe thought... you know that's quite a cool feature yeah so it's a tinder is about location based so you can change the location yeah i think um, one of my friends, he had Tinder Gold. Is that like premium, the one that you pay for? Yeah, only if you had Tinder Gold that you could um, change your location. Yeah, but they've just made not. it free for now, anymore, just for maybe? this lockdown. Oh, yeah, it's right, like a special, okay. special deal, yep. which is kind of cool. Well, it worked because it made me re-download the app, even if I'm not actually mm-hmm, using mm-hmm. it. On I am aware like that Hinge and Coffee Meets Bagel, they you can set to whatever location you want. So. Yeah. Right, let's go on to talk about some of the other apps. So you've already mentioned Hinge and Coffee Meets Bagel, but before we get on to them, let's talk about Bumble, which I would say, so Tinder came first, and I would say that Bumble came second. So I think the story with Bumble is that there was a woman who worked at Tinder, but she didn't like exactly how they were doing their stuff, so she created her own one. And the big difference between Tinder Mm -hmm. and Bumble is that in Bumble, 
after you match, a woman has to message first for like heterosexual matches. If you, when you match, the woman has twenty four hours to respond, and if she doesn't, then you sort of lose that match. You don't get to speak to that person. And after the woman has done the first message, the man has another twenty four hours to respond to her message. And if he doesn't, then the match is gone forever. I think I think if the girl's timer is about to expire, the guy has an option to extend the timer. Okay, yeah. By twenty four yeah, hours. Yeah, they have all these like special features to sort of like gamify it, but also to try to get you to pay for things like to extend the time. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think I've ever met up with anyone from Bumble. I have from Tinder, but not from Bumble as far as I can remember. But I have used it. Like I probably had it on my phone for like over a year. Yeah, I think yeah, Bumble is like a rip up version of Tinder. Do you, Do you think it's better or worse? Um, in terms of... Like, which one... What, user-friendliness? Do you prefer using Bumble or Tinder? I personally prefer Bumble over Tinder. I've heard that from a lot of guys, actually. And I think that's better for guys because because the woman has to message first or they, that match is lost. So the men aren't messaging mm-hmm. loads and loads of women who never reply. And that's better for guys, yeah. so, is what I've heard. And the guys can just skip the cheesy pickup line because the women have to do it first. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the the first cheesy pickup line. So what's your standard um, first message on? Do you like copy and paste messages I don't have one. as well? I, don't have I do. One. I do. I have a standard first message. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you just copy and paste, yeah. <laughs> yeah, copy and paste. I'm not gonna put too much thought into like a really exciting, witty like initial message because for all I know, they're a dickhead or they're never gonna reply. I mean, this is probably why I'm single. Because I don't put that much thought into it, but yeah. I think for me, I don't like. I'm not that cheesy pickup line type of guy. Tend to look at the profiles, see what interests they have, and try and like relate to that. I guess as an icebreaker. Mm. So all of these apps, you set up a profile and you put up photos, and maybe I think for some apps it's optional. You don't actually have to write anything. Mm-hmm. But so you said that you you like go through the girl's profile and like pick something to talk about, and that's something that I really don't like about dating apps because. You have a really short amount of like text where you want to like show some personality and have some sort of like conversation starter. But the thing is that if you mention it, something that you like in your profile, you'll end up having conversations with multiple people on the same topic. So, yeah. for example, if you put in your profile and say like I like lasagna <laughs> or I want to visit Japan, like there's only like three things on your profile that people are going to talk about, and you end up having the same conversation with different guys which is really really boring um, and that's something i don't like about it yeah i think after after you've been on dating apps or you notice like all the conversations are like, super repetitive yeah i guess that's probably why people keep changing their profiles maybe but i don't, I don't bother yeah that's true i don't bother changing what it. do you have on your standard profile what <laughs> as my hobbies yeah i'm so <laughs> interested to see like what your profile looks like but also but like from my point of view I feel like there's quite a standard formula for a guy's profile, and there probably is for girls as well. Like I, I would, like I would. Okay, let's start with that. I would love to know what a standard like girl's profile is from the ones that you've seen in all your research, all your years of research. Oh. <laughs> it, it's, it's it's a bit of a mixed result, I guess. Um, well, it depends on which app. Actually, Tinder. There's a lot of um, girls who you know that they're all just like. They want to party, 
They only show like drunken pictures. Wait, what's the problem you know, with that, that, Kelvin? You like to party. Huh? Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't show that on my profile. Don't you? Okay. Yeah, and I, I don't. I don't really like having the selfies. Like you know, there's like mirror selfies or like selfies where you you know you're trying to angle angle your face so you look slimmer and all that. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, you Snapchat filters. I don't know. Yeah, or filters. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. So maybe there isn't like a clear standard, but there definitely are trends. And that's the same with guys' profiles as well. Like if a guy has a nice picture of them at a wedding, then they will definitely mm-hmm. put that on their dating profile because that's like the probably the only time <laughs> that they've got all suited up. If they've got a photo of them giving a wedding speech, that will 100% be on their profile. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone always has like standard holiday pics or like pics of them looking out over a view from a balcony or a mountain or something. And I actually, I can't remember when this was, it was a little while back, but I actually noticed that so many guys had the exact same picture from their holiday in Thailand, and it's a picture of them doing a bungee jump. (laughs) And you can tell that it's exactly the same place because, like, the photo is from the same angle and has the same logo on it. And maybe this is a sign that I've done a little bit too much swiping, but it's just, like... They think they're being really unique and interesting and adventurous by showing that they've done this bungee jump, but actually, D- did it work? Like a lot of other guys also have the exact same yeah, but photo. Did it work for you? I can't remember. But, <laughs> did you swipe right? <laughs> but I might think that they're kind of adventurous. But I've also done a big bungee jump, and it was probably taller than theirs. I don't want to flex, but yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like I, I, that wouldn't be like the conversation starter for me. Yeah, I guess it de- also depends on what type of what type of people you're trying to attract as well. Like if you're if you want to you know attract some nerds, then you might want to put something else. You can definitely tell from a guy's profile. There's like clear signs if they're only looking for a hookup, and some guys will even be like completely straight up with it. And on their bio, it will say like, mm-hmm. okay, that they're only looking for hookups, or it will say like ONS, which stands for one night stands or something like one night stands only. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. like a clear sign that that's what they're looking for. Yeah. Which Fair I guess point. you know it's better to be upfront than. Not play games, I guess. <laughs> like, I definitely think that nowadays people use different apps for different mm. things. So we've said that Tinder we see is more for just like non-serious, just just hookups. But then I would say that if you're looking for something a little bit more, actually getting to know the person, then it's got to be Hinge. And Hinge yeah, is my personal so favorite at the moment, anyway. Yeah. So I first heard of Hinge, I think a couple of years ago. When they first started, I think they were using like a mutual friend so that they would like import your contacts or your Facebook friends and use that. I think that's how they started. But then now they don't really have that feature now. I think the reason that they're called Hinge is because when they first started, they would it'd be like introducing you to people you had mutual friends with. So your mutual friend would be the Hinge. Oh, right. I, that is what oh, I've heard. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I wasn't on the app then at the beginning. I never saw that feature. Yep. I think I think um, Hinge is probably one of those one of the most popular ones in London now. Yeah, I think so. Definitely within our circles, but again, like there's so many people in London, I have no idea what the most popular one is. Tinder's got to have huge numbers on it still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what I like about Hinge is like you can kind of update your preferences. So there's like you can change where your location is. I mean, age range is a pretty basic one. You can do the, do it in all the other ones as well but you can you can um also um filter out like ethnicity yeah if that's your thing um and you can i think you can up you can upgrade you can filter out a height children 
family plans. I'm just looking at it now, actually. Drinking, smoking, drugs, whatever. Um, but you got to upgrade for that. I think they also have started doing that on other apps as well. So the difference between Hinge and sort of Tinder and Bumble is that there isn't actually a swiping feature. So someone will have a bio and they have different prompts, like like questions for you to answer, like two truths and a mm-hmm. lie, or uh, what is your typical Sunday? And you fill those in and they, they appear on your profile, like in between your photos. And then someone can select a different part of your profile, so either a picture or one of your answers to like. And so instead yeah. of swiping, they actually have to pick something from your profile to like. And it's not really a big, big difference, but actually it does make a change for conversation starters. Yeah, I think I think it really helps for conversation starters, For personally. It's just like easier. You can just like click on that particular comment and just reply to it like straight away. So I think, yeah, Hinge is good in that aspect. And they, they do have different preferences. So the reason I brought up that is because you said that they have the different preferences mm-hmm. and I said that they have the different question answers and I think Bumble has both of those features now. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. You said on Hinge that people can filter out um, different ethnicities. So do you find that you get like a different cohort of people who are looking at your profile on Hinge compared to other dating apps? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think you definitely get a different cohort of people and I think my swipe right percentage is higher on Hinge because of that. You know, Tinder, you go through like a fair few and then, or Bumble, you go through a fair few, but then 90% of the time I'm like swiping left. So I guess, I guess it yeah. saves you a bit of time, you know? So if you, if you have, the more filters you have, it saves you more time, right? So it depends how you, how you look at it. Yeah. <laughs> depends if you think it's a numbers game or if you just, you know. If you have more filters, they show you a more restricted group of people, so it's more likely to be people that you are into. Yeah, Hinge is also good because you can they they'll ask you whether that's a deal breaker or not. So if you tick yes as a deal breaker, let's say let's say you have your age range from you know mm-hmm. thirty to forty. I'm guessing that's your age range. I'm not sure. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Hold up. Do <laughs> you think I'm looking for guys who are age 30 to 40? Interesting. I, I'm not sure <laughs> I, what you're I looking for. I think you're looking for women aged 23 to 33. Mine's like 20 to 28 at the moment, right? Oh, really? <laughs> okay, so you want someone who's a little bit younger than you, at least. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, what does that but, say about yeah. you? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking more like long term, you see, this is different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's not get too far into that. Um But yeah, the deal breaker thing, I was yeah, if you if you tick deal breaker, they'll just literally just like be quite strict with the filters. But if it's not a deal breaker, they'll probably show you let's say you set your range from thirty to forty. If there's a guy that's like forty one, forty two, they'll probably still show it to you. Right, yeah. So it's about how strict the restrictions are. Mm. So I guess hinge, hinge you have the option. I do like those preferences, but for me, I'm not 100% sure about the ethnicity one because, okay, what I find is that because people have to fill in that field, they, they do have to put some thought into it. So assuming that most people who set up a profile, they at least look at it and then select what they are looking for. So what I get is either guys mm-hmm. who are like, no, I'll have anyone. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Or specifically looking for Asian ladies, exactly, right? Exactly, <laughs> yellow fever. Yellow fever. Exactly. Someone, like, I just feel like there's so many guys on Hinge. Who yeah, I, I get it. It is a bit creepy. Yes, I like East Asian women, yeah. and they have 
tick that box. Yeah, I, yeah, I know, I know. It's a popular trend oh. these days. Right, so when we're talking about yellow <laughs> fever, we're not talking about scurvy, and I don't want to get into this too much. And it is normally men looking for women yeah. when they are particularly <laughs> interested in like East Asian women for whatever reason. And it's real. It happens. It happens off apps as well, like in real life, mm-hmm. in, in bars. It happens all the time because I think I've got at least like eight to ten friends, like at couples that are like, you know, white guy with a East Asian. Oh, right. Yeah, that's friend. like a really common combination yeah. and it doesn't happen Very the common. same the so other common. way around. Like, I think I only know maybe one couple where the guy is East Asian and the woman is female. I'm the, what am I saying? The woman is white. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that, yeah that's, that's probably a topic for another day, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right, so let's go back to Hinge. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I've listened to some where they interview the founder of Hinge. He said that the, the reason why Hinge is different is because they don't measure by the number of matches that you make or the amount of time that you spend on the app, which is something that I definitely feel like, say, Tinder does. So Tinder wants you to spend more time on the app. They want you to swipe more. They want you to make more matches so that you get that quick, like, dopamine fix, but also so you'll see their ads. So they sometimes have ads, like, Mm -hmm. mixed in with all the photos of potential people. Whereas Mm -hmm. on Hinge, if you've been speaking to someone for a while, they say, have you met up with this person? If you say yes, then they ask, would you meet this person again? And apparently they, for Hinge, they said that they measure success by the number of second dates. So like the number of successful first dates, which means that they design the app with the motivation of making not just any, any like number of matches, but actually like compatible matches. Yeah. And also like they would come up with, um, let's say I turn it on right now they would give me like suggestions as to say oh this is this person most compatible we think you two should meet so maybe they've done something in the data although i have heard from some mates some guy mates who are either south asian or east asian who say that once they put on their profile that they are asian then they get way more asian women to like pick from and before that it was more of a mix of different ethnicities that might be a way that the app has been programmed, like sort of take that ethnicity into consideration because that's what they think from previous data will make a successful match. But then it's kind of like biased. Now, or, or maybe, or maybe because the chick, the chicks aren't interested. Oh, right. Yeah. Maybe because the chicks are like, have the Asian people filtered out. You know what? That's pretty common. I bet there's loads of... Could be that. After this recording, I'm going to chat to some of my girlfriends who are from different ethnicities yeah. and find out, even if they don't use the apps, like in general, what their type is or what their ethnicity deal breaker is. Actually, I don't know whether I want to ask that because it would probably just make me angry. Yeah. I mean, it's fair enough to have a type and stuff. If you're choosing that you don't want to like date an entire sort of race, <laughs> I think that's a bit problematic. <laughs> So I think we've listed the three main ones that people use um, in London and in our circle, Tinder, Bumble and Hinge. But then there's also loads and loads and loads of other apps um, and there's new ones popping up all the time. So we also mentioned Coffee Meets Bagel. Um, I've had some friends who live in Southeast Asia who have had pretty good success with this and they, they found long-term partners through this app. But every time I download it, I can't figure it out. Firstly, the name is stupid and I don't understand how you actually match with people. It's quite popular in Asia. One of my friends in Hong Kong told me to download it. Instead of like swiping left and right on a however many people you go through, they give you like suggested ones. 
every day, 12pm. Okay, so maybe I didn't give it enough time, because every time I've downloaded it and set up a profile, I just think it's not very intuitive. I don't understand what the bagel is. I don't, is it a euphemism for something? I don't know. And I don't understand how you actually talk to someone. Yeah, after you've gone through the suggested list, of, you can go into like discovery and you can browse like at random people's mm-hmm. profiles, but you need to spend beans to okay, like them. coffee beans yeah that's probably how you like they take money off you and stuff but i've never bought beans before clearly you earn like five beans per day you in order to like someone you need like 385 beans so that's a very specific you can imagine, number like, how many days it takes to like someone that's not on your suggested list yeah i like the idea of having like a limited number of people that you can match with because then you end up having more in-depth and genuine conversations with the ones that you have matched with but yep, i didn't I really get cough meets bagel the whole like credit mm-hmm. system yeah, the credit system is a bit, like, broken. They're just trying to rip money off you, really. Have you ever paid for any apps? No. I'm not that desperate, all right? You don't, I don't think you have to be desperate. I didn't also say you because I think you're desperate. <laughs> I think people... My personal feeling is if you're paying for these things, I think you're, like, you're probably pretty desperate. Maybe. <laughs> I have some friends who I would say are pretty eligible, but they have paid for, for example, Tinder to use the passport location change function. So a lot of these apps, they do use location so you can find people sort of within your local area, which makes sense. An app that does it more than any of the others is Happen. So H-A-P-P-N, without the, so Happen without the E. Their whole advertising thing is that you have the chance to meet someone that you would have literally like passed on the street. And all of their adverts are very like... <laughs> like romantic movie-esque oh yeah so like two people walk past each other on the pavement they catch eyes but the moment escapes and they don't speak to each other but they they can find each other on this app um so they go on the app which has tracked your location throughout the day and then you can see everyone that you cross paths with i think that i think that's a bit creepy though isn't it yeah it's mad but if you think about like being based in london there's so many people there's so many people crossing paths as well that's nuts so it happened also came out when I was at uni and I remember this because I used to live on quite a big junction so I could like be in bed and whoever walked past that junction would like pop up on my happen so it was a really great way for me to just be able to browse the entire population of Manchester that's what it felt like <laughs> yeah and I think they had a function where if someone liked you like every now and then like there's a quiz that pops up who do you think likes you out of these four or something and then you can just guess Oh my god, I hate I mean, these games. Like, <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. It's like it's quite fun. <laughs> I'm like, let me guess. I enjoy it as well, but I feel like it's get addicted to just actually using the app and not actually talking to anyone. So this is my problem. I match with all these people. I enjoy that part, but then I don't actually ever speak to any of them, let alone meet up. So actually, yeah. it's just a waste of time at the end of the day. What do you think your percentage is? Let's say you match with like ten people. Yeah. How many would you talk to? Um, I might message all Probably of them like once. Two? But then the people that I'm still going to be speaking to after like three messages back and forth, one, two. Okay, and then how many would you meet up with? with? Yeah. Um, maybe thirty percent of the people that I've spoken to. I go through different trends, so sometimes I'm like I'm really on it. Like, I, yes, I want to meet people. I'm going to make time for this. You're like, oh, I'm talking to five dudes, and like I'm going to meet up with three of them. I, well, I think it's very different for girls because if I wanted to talk to people, there's always going to be someone who's keen 
Yeah. I think it's just different for girls completely. But it's more about like, if I don't like to chat to someone if I don't have time to meet them in the next couple of weeks because I'm not looking for someone to like be a pen pal with for three weeks. Yeah, I think for girls, like, you're bound to get some likes and you're bound to have people trying to chat you up. But for guys, you really didn't make an effort. But the browsing is fun. So we spoke about happens. So that's one that's very much based on your location, like right down to the street that you're on. Another one that popped up recently was Honeypot. And I don't know whether this is that big anywhere else because I think it started in London. And when I used it, they only had two boroughs of London available. One in like South, so like Clapham area, where there are lots of young professionals. And then one in like the city, like the city of London. I personally haven't heard of it, so I don't know anything about it. <laughs> thing with Honeypot, which I kind of liked but never used. See, all of these apps, they have features that I've liked, but I've never actually met anyone properly off them. Um, but their thing would be you would rather than making chatting to people and then making plans really far in advance you would go on it and then just say like I'm available in half an hour let's go grab a drink after work like instantly so you would log on and see like who is available now yeah so spontaneous dates so there's also some apps which are Asian focused like East Meets East and Tan Tan I haven't used either of these but I know that they're aimed at like East Asian communities have you used either of them? I haven't. I think I downloaded East Meet East once, but like the user interface was like terrible, and I just deleted it like straight off, straight away. Tan Tan, yeah. My my other friend like told me to get it when I went back to Brisbane. You get a different cohort of people where typically. Oh, you get, like, some white chicks who are, like, you know, really into the Asian anime <laughs> and stuff like that. Is that if a turn-on for you? And then, huh? Do you like women who are really, really into... Like, that's like Yellow Fever before the guy version. Yeah, exactly. It's like the opposite of Yellow... Yeah, it, it is Yellow Fever before... Yeah, for the opposite sex. <laughs> are you okay with that? I don't know. I, I've never met up with them. Yeah. So, I don't think it'll work. I think it's becoming more and more common. So, like, Japanese culture, anime culture has been huge for a long time. Yeah, but if they're too into it, it creeps me out a bit. If they're, like, too into it, if they're, like, really, like, keen on it, like, it kind of creeps me out a little bit. I think that's becoming more and more common because, like, K-pop is so big now, people are looking for their Korean opera. Like, that's really weird. But you're not into that. I'm not really into that, no. Yeah, Tan Tan is more about, like, either those chicks who's really into Asian culture or the actual like Asians like actually from Asia yeah like, like the ones with broken English <laughs> oh, okay um the ones who would set up their profiles with like Chinese characters and stuff like that you know yeah I can read it but like to me it's just like mm. not really my type so you heard of Tantan when you went back to Brisbane. I know that there's a yeah. lot of East Asian people in Australia, but Brisbane's not that big a city. Are there a lot of Asian people there? Yeah, there's there's plenty of Asians. There's and in Brisbane in particular, there's a lot of um, Hong Kong or like Vietnamese mm-hmm. or Taiwanese people. But yeah, definitely a lot of Asians in Brisbane. And it's kind of like you know when you when you're in Manchester, like or a smaller city, all the Asians know each other. The Asian community is, like, too small. So it could be good or bad because you, you eventually know everyone. But, yeah, I never got into that, so... Mm. I never used dating apps when I was at home, so... When I was living at home, anyway. And there's a lot of apps out there. I feel like, wow, we've listed quite a few. Mm-hmm. So following this that conversation with all the different websites and apps, I want to give a special mention to Subtle Asian Dating, which is not an app, but is actually a Facebook group. So Subtle Asian Dating is a spin-off Facebook group from Subtle Asian Traits. 
And that's a, it's a huge Facebook group now with like 1.5 million people around the world on it. And it's for, I think it was started by Australian East Asians who are quite a bit younger than us, maybe like college students. I like it how you, um, university (laughs) students. You put us in the same bracket than us. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) I actually first heard of subtle Asian traits from you, I think. Kelvin's always tagging me in different memes. That's basically. Yeah, I think so. Because I joined it and there was already like a million people in this group. And I was like, wow, I am late to this group. I had never heard of it. Um, But then the the group has only been around for a year and a bit now. So it was still pretty new when I joined like in its first year. But it's just massive because it has loads of people from, I think, mostly East Asian diaspora, but all over the world. And they just post like memes on the Asian traits and Asian food and stuff like that. And then... Eventually, it became a dating thing. I mean, they had a separate group for dating. Yeah. Okay, so... I'm I'm thinking about how to explain this without making it sound like prostitution. Because basically, people go on to that Facebook group to, quote-unquote, auction their friends. And they use the word auction, but there's no money exchanging hands, okay? Mm. This is not prostitution, (laughs) as far as I know. (laughs) (laughs) so people will choose like a couple of uh, their friends best pictures and then post a bit of a profile on there almost like a craigslist advertisement for their friend there's like common phrasing that people will use where they will say like what's the common lines that they have on there pros and cons um Hey, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. There's a list pros and cons for that their friend, but the cons are never actually negative things. They're always, like, slightly twisted positive things, like, like she's really needy, she'll want to spend all her time with you, and that will be listed as a negative trait, but actually it's a bit of a positive for a lot of people. Yeah, it's essentially like your CV, isn't it? It's like when, when people ask you in interviews... Yeah, exactly. ...what are your weaknesses... <laughs> You try and turn that into a strength. And it is a massive um, Facebook group. Yeah. So there's a lot of people auctioning, auctioning, that I'm using that word, auctioning their friends there. And they're always like really young, like 18 to 22 year olds. Yeah, so they must be like university students mainly. And they, yeah, they effectively just get auctioned on there. And Subtle Asian Traits has kind of hit the mainstream now. I actually saw it. It has been reported on BBC News. And I think once something has been reported on BBC News, it's no longer cool. But I actually auctioned Kelvin on Subtle Asian Dating last year. So if anyone's listening to this, you can go onto the Facebook group, either Subtle Asian Dating, and I also posted it on Subtle Asian Dating UK. And if you search up Kelvin, so basically it's Kelvin and the surname is spelled T-S-E. So if you go onto either Subtle Asian Dating or Subtle Asian Dating UK, you'll actually see Kelvin's real life advertisement that I spent a decent amount of time um, writing. So if you see it and and you've found it because you've listened to this podcast, drop a little B emoji in the comments. Um, <laughs> it was really fun actually writing that so I wrote like, I think you had more fun than I did <laughs> I think I did have more fun than you did and there's not that many British people on there so I wasn't expecting like a huge reception and if any of my other friends or anyone listening to this would like to also be auctioned on subtle Asian dating um, but don't want to post it up themselves some people do have a self auction I am happy to do it for you if you don't want to do that it was really 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 fun <laughs> 
if you're liking what you're hearing about Kelvin today, find him on Subtle Asian Dating. Or find him on Hinge if you're in London. You can also find me on Hinge. Please don't find me on Hinge. If you're listening to this, you should just like, um, you know, if you're, if you're new to dating apps and looking for yeah. a fling, you should, I would recommend Tinder or Bumble. And then if you're, you know, looking for a little bit more deeper connection, you're probably looking at Hinge, you know. If you haven't been on dating apps before, don't be afraid to give it a try. And I actually think now is a great time to do it because people do have a bit more free time. A lot of people are isolating, might be by themselves, feeling a bit lonely, and they might be um, keen to chat to you more than normal. (laughs) But remember, don't break lockdown rules. Yeah, definitely don't break lockdown rules. I think all the apps are advising against that now. Although, having said that, I was chatting to this guy and I was kind of vibing with him. It was last month now. We're on a good vibe. And then he was like, have you been on one of these corona dates? And I was like, no. And I thought he obviously meant video call, right? Because Mm. even the app is telling you to do video calls and some of the apps have added in a video call feature. Mm -hmm. And then he was saying all this stuff like, oh, I have a car. And I was like, shit. Are you talking about meeting up in real life? Because I'm not down for that. And then he ghosted me after that, like straight away. And so that just shows that people are not taking lockdown seriously. Yeah, definitely not. I've, I went for a walk the other day near my, near my house. And along the Thames, I saw like, a couple just like fully making out on like by the side of the Thames. Oh, gosh. Well, if they were living together, I don't <laughs> think they would be doing that. <laughs> they just do it at home. They don't need to do it in public. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, people don't care. And people have needs. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kelvin. We've had a really good discussion today. And I think that we've definitely bonded over dating apps in the five years that we've known each other. Because, yeah, we're always, like, talking, comparing... Even when, even during periods where we're not really going on dates. If you're listening to this, I hope you've learned something. I'm sure you have, because apparently we are both dating apps experts. Oh, no, yeah, that's why we're single, right? If yeah. you... <laughs> <laughs> well, we've done lots of research over the years. <laughs> and again, please slide into Kelvin's DMs if you're liking what you're hearing. I'm auctioning you again. And that, Natalie's DM as well. <laughs> you can slide into my DMs if, if you want to tell me about your dating apps experiences. Um, I always like to hear a juicy story, so feel free to share. Um, you can find us on Twitter at yellowbeepod on Twitter or Instagram. Or you can find... Do you want to plug your Instagram or is that weird? You can plug my Instagram. <laughs> I don't mind. I will tag you. If you want to see, if you want to find Kelvin's Instagram to slide into his DMs, I'll be tagging him on the Yellow Bee Pod Instagram. So go find him there. Thank you so much for listening. This has been really fun, right. Kelvin. Cheers. And I should also say, Kelvin's birthday is in like three days. So happy birthday in advance. Oh, wow. Hope Thanks. you have a great one. Well, you don't sound very excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised someone remembers during this lockdown period. So, yeah, no, really Of course I remember. Um, Kelvin yeah. and I and a group of other mates, we went to Ibiza last year to celebrate our big birthdays. And now look at us. One year mm-hmm. later, no celebrations. <laughs> wow, it's already been a year. Crazy. Yeah, that's mad. All right, let's do another one soon when, when lockdown's <laughs> over. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to do another group trip soon um, and then also arrange some real life dates because this texting life is just not for me.
hope you enjoyed this episode. I've got a huge number of stories to share, but that's going to have to wait for a future episode. If there is anything around a dating topic that you would like to ask or anything that you're interested in in particular, just ask on my Instagram or Twitter or whatever's easier for you. Just ask your question or share a topic that you would like them to hear me talk about in the future. And there's so much to get into in terms of like dating and romantic everything. There's just a lot. (laughs) Enjoy the rest of your long weekend and I'll catch you next week for another episode on a surprise topic with a surprise guest. This has been your girl Natalie. I will speak to you very, very soon. Bye!